We're ready for rehearsal, Miss Bundy. Wish me luck. Pumpkin, I wish you more than luck. I wish you satisfaction and success. Because if you are a success, I'll be so rich, I'll be able to hire somebody else to put their hands down my pants for me. (laughs) Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Dan, Jamie, and Al. Here is a show to make your parents' lives easier. It's the Married with Children podcast. My name is Al, the guy who is man enough for a penile implant. (laughs) That was a good one. This is Jamie. I was voted most likely to succeed in high school, and I have a reunion coming up. At least let me be able to say I slept with Chuck Woolery. (laughs) Sure. You stepped up to the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded, trailing four to one in St. Louis on a hot afternoon, 100 degrees, 120 on the natural turf. And the windup, here's the pitch, it's a hit. The ball goes back, back, going back to the wall. Grand slam, and look, some lucky fans got the ball right now. And he wants your autograph. Where's your pen? Uh, oh, oh God, Jamie, do you have one? No. Yeah, we are... Here it is time to review Kelly Does Hollywood, Part 2, Season 6, Episode 10. I cannot believe we're almost halfway through the season already. Right? Man, life is so short. Kelly, (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's talk show makes it to prime time. (laughs) Original air date, November 17th, 1991. Jerry Cohen directs. Larry Jacobson comes back to finish off what he started. Special guests... John Lovitz as Jeff Littlehead. It stinks. It's a good thing that only his head's little. (laughs) Peter Steinfeld as Rock Turbo Man. Heather Grimes as Roberta. Donna Eskra as Cindy. Georgine Irene as Samantha. Lisa Furman as Jeannie. Carrie Wurr as Joni. Megan O'Hara as Girl Number One and Denise Richards. I recognize her, boy. As girl number two. <laughs> She's like the last on the list. That's so weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, out of all these, like, people who... And, yes, we didn't really go into um, any of these actresses or anything because they're really not prominent people. But we're going to get into John Lovitz, Carrie Wurr, and Denise Richards. We could do that now, I suppose, just so we don't forget, actually, because... Well, jo- we'll wait for Jeff Littlehead later, but... Joni and the Slashettes. <laughs> Carrie Wurr is the main girl. Jamie knows her. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's famous for Eight-Legged Freaks, Anaconda, Do It for Uncle Manny, and The Air I Breathe. But I know her from 90210 because she's the infamous girl that, I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh, Tori Spelling's character, Donna Martin, the whole thing was in the first four or five years of the show is that she was a virgin and she was going to stay one till she was married. So David dated her through high school. 
David Silver, who played by Brian Austin Green, and he couldn't take it anymore that that they couldn't have sex. <laughs> so he cheated on her in the back of a limo with Carrie Warr, and her name was April Hunter in that uh, she was in three episodes of 90210. So that was that was a big character for people who watch that show. She also played the really hot gypsy chicken thinner. Thinner. Well, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and uh, if you don't know what she looked like in that movie, look it up. Because, <laughs> I mean, I just I, I I don't know. I've always adored her. There's she's just cute as pie. There's something about her that I've always loved. And I don't know where she's been. I haven't seen her in a long time. Yeah, she's got one of those recognizable faces, too. Oddly enough, I didn't recognize her when she was uh, Josie in the Slash <laughs> It was the perm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, her newer stuff, Jamie, um, she's doing a lot of Batman stuff. Batman Unlimited, Monster Mayhem. Uh, I guess it's a video game or something. She was a voice. She did... Batman Gotham by Gaslight as she's Barbara Gordon. Okay, so she's doing voice work. Right. Yeah, a lot of voice work actually. Yeah, tons in the last uh, nine years. So, yep, that's her. Last week on Married with Children, Kelly got her own talk show on public access TV. <laughs> Who do you think has the cutest butt? Mel Gibson. <gasps> Leave It was a success, and everyone auditioned. Duke, Duke, Duke. Duke of Earl. <laughs> Kelly said she'd think about it. But she went it alone, and that strategy paid off. Because and now, Buried with Children continues. Al and the kids are all packed to leave for Hollywood. Very exciting. I can't believe we're going to Hollywood. Oh, it's a dream come true. A place where any guy with a cheap chain around his neck can call himself a producer to dumb babes getting off the bus from Des Moines. <laughs> Dad, your little boy is going home. Yeah, I'm sure that grumpy, dopey, sleepy, and Doc will be glad to have you back. Now, kids, before we go to the land of broken dreams and cheap bikini love, I want you to be prepared. Because Hollywood is not like our quaint little hometown of Chicago. Al opens the door. I... I had stepped out of the room for just a second when when he opened the door. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean like far out of the room. Like I had just stepped into the kitchen for two seconds. I when but when he opened the door, I thought I heard I thought it was wind. Like it was so weird. It when I, I don't know. I thought it was like a windy city joke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, when the bullets whiz by, that's what you heard. <laughs> and I was like, what a bizarre thing. Like, it, it's never been windy there before. I mean, like, they've never made a point to show it windy before. Right. right. <laughs> no, not this time either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So Marcy comes over and begs Kelly on her knees to take her with them. Hi, everyone. I hear you're going to Hollywood, and I just wanted to come by and give you my best wishes. And I don't want anything. Well, that's nice, but you're blocking the door. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, well, I didn't mean to. Goodbye. Oh, but before you go, there's just one thing I want to say. What? I am willing to leave my husband if you will just take me with you. I will do anything for you. I will procure for your little brother. I will brush your father's teeth. Well, I think it's it's kind of more implied that um, she is pregnant now, so this is her last chance to do anything other than be a mother, you know? I think that's that was kind of what they were going for, because she even says like I forget what she said. I forget what the line is, but like, like I'm already pregnant. Like I can be a I'll be a slut of the week. Right, exactly. Like (laughs) so, I think it was like a desperation type thing. Like she's she knows her life's going to be over soon. Oh yeah, well that's what happens when you have a kid. Exactly. Now she offers to kill anyone that Kelly basically points to. She points out Bud kiss him goodbye and goes to choke him out (laughs) so uh yeah is it implied that nbc paid for the plane tickets for them who's that uh for kelly for no who's nbc nbc like that well that's that's what john lovitz works for right no they work for nbs Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm joking because it's like, what is NBS? <laughs> so, so did NBS uh, pay for the plane tickets? <laughs> yeah, I, you would imagine, right? Because it's like you gotta get your talent there. Sure. Well, if she, maybe if they, they can, drove. Right. Well, that's true too. But if they couldn't come up with thirty-five dollars that mm. for the public access show, yeah, they couldn't come up with gas money. And Peg's still out shopping, probably spending whatever money that they have left. Yeah, that's where that all falls apart. <laughs> I guess they figure we'll be so taken in by what's happening that we won't even like. I didn't notice. Well, they don't even mention her in this episode, do they? Right. Um, no. I don't – and other than Marcy threatening to leave Jefferson, he doesn't even show up. Whack. I knew something was wrong with this episode. Hey, you know what, Jamie? Why don't you buck, 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 buck out of here and stop trying to point out things. <laughs> that that uh... was so fantastic. I love that joke so much. <laughs> <laughs> How perfect was that? I will even be your bodyguard. Let me prove myself by killing someone. Just point to someone you don't like and I'll happily kill him. Oh. <laughs> Kiss him goodbye. Oh, just a second here. Now, why don't you just buck, 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 buck out of here? <laughs> why, we got a plane to catch. Oh, please. Take me with you. I'm a pregnant banker jet skiing towards 40, for God's sake. (laughs) Now, I was voted most likely to succeed in high school, and I have a reunion coming up. At least let me be able to say that I slept with Chuck Woolery. (laughs) He's by her carefully, kids. They say the mad have strength. (laughs) Hey, hey, at least let me be slut of the week. I'm already pregnant. Marcy wants to sleep with Chuck Woolery. Like, I don't think anyone has ever said that besides her. (laughs) I used to have the biggest crush on Chuck Woolery. What? The plot thickens. 
I, for decades, because I watched him on Love Connection, and then I watched him on Scrabble, and then I watched him on Lingo, and I, f- all that time, I had the biggest crush on him. He has always been my favorite game show host. Two-part question. <laughs> does Brian know about this? And two, how does he <laughs> feel about it? <laughs> he d- I believe I have mentioned it before, and I don't, don't think he cares. You know, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. So this is a thing. Wow. Well, it was for me. And apparently for his wife, too, because I think they have, like, 16 kids. How come every time I say this, I'm wrong? Because these people always have, like, eight kids. He has a ton of kids. It's I don't know exactly how many, but it's a lot. He has a lot of kids. Last time I said this, I said, who who fantasizes about George Foreman? And then Jamie goes, well, he does have eight kids, so somebody did. <laughs> and now I say the same thing about Chuck Woolery, and now he has 16 kids. <laughs> And all, all the sons are named George. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. For now on, I'm going to go with the flow, man. I'm, I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of going against the grain. Alex is like, who's this Denise Richards person? She's never going to have a career. Yeah, who wants to be with Denise Richards? That guy would never talk to her. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> and he has tiger blood. <laughs> He's also got AIDS. Oh, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny. I just watched uh, Valentine last week. So she was in Valentine. If you guys remember that, yeah, we uh, watched it. We watched it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. I just did a uh, cut to the chase episode on that for Valentine's Day. Yeah. So shows, shows Alex listens to my show. <laughs> well, I'm just talking for the audience here, not you. He knows we know what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to be presentational here. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes. You're supposed to go, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, anyway, like, I don't know that you guys know that. Okay, forget it. So, anyway. I said you know that we know. He knows we know. I know that you know that we know that we all know. Do we know that you know that I know that you know that we know? Yeah. So, uh, she'd even be slut of the week and – that is true. If you're pregnant, then everybody knows what you did. Hey, buddy. You know how those women got pregnant, right? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they had to, like, do it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> and then they thought about that when they went into uh, Anderson's <laughs> shed. They were whacking it. So they all arrive at NBS Studios. <laughs> Take a deep breath, kids, and smell that showbiz. <sighs> I can't believe we're at the hub of the NBS network. This is where it all happens. Did you see the bathroom? I tell you, I'm still giddy with the thought that possibly, just possibly, I might have sat on the same toilet seat as Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah, Dad, but... Uh... I'm sure Bob Hope didn't walk out of the stall with his pants around his ankles, probably singing, That's Entertainment. Ah, you loved it when you were three. I can't believe we're actually here. And it's all because of my little girl. Gee, it's times like this that I wish I had stayed home nights and studied hard so I could make something of myself like Bud. (laughs) Okay, 
Right on, fun. We don't want to miss the big picture here. We are in the loop. Just look at those walls. Kids, we can be among the first to see the new exciting shows on the fall schedule. Gaze proudly, kids. Oh, just think. Someday my picture's going to be hanging next to such exciting shows as Ellen and her dog. <laughs> Spike LeBee, New York City school teacher. <laughs> Art Alante, P.I. <laughs> Black cop, white girl. <laughs> Me and the Shiksa? <laughs> the homeless detective. Oh, come on. Daddy, do they have to hang my picture here? When they get there, there are a number of posters hanging on the lobby wall showing their series lineup. And in those in those posters, Ron Levitt is pictured in almost all of them, which is I think hilarious, including the homeless detective and Amos and Andrew, the series, which is funny because that was actually a movie. And Tracy Lords was actually in the detective one. <laughs> right? And that's interesting because she comes back to be in the actual married with children detective episode. Oh, after this, it's called Al Bundy shoe dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's it's a whole thing where Al's a detective, so it's that obviously they had to have known this because they must have filmed it already, you know, right? Uh, or or they or the script is there or whatever, you know. Um, right. So that's cool that she had like a detective reference here. That's cool. Oh yeah. Also, um, one of the writers, Larry Jacobson, and the co-executive producer Stacy Lip are in the Me and the Shiksa poster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's so there's like there are a lot of inside jokes running through these posters, which I think is funny. Yes. If anybody doesn't know what a Shiksa is, most people probably don't. That is when a Jewish guy dates or marries someone who's not Jewish and it usually is a blonde. Uh that that's what's referred to as a Shiksa. It's basically like some exotic he's he's going out of his element and he's way into it. And and that's what like a shiksa is for a Jewish guy. <laughs> and John Lovitz and Ed O'Neill must be friends because Ed O'Neill appeared in random John Lovitz specials not long after this and he was on SNL in nineteen ninety. Are you guys a uh, a fan of John Lovitz? I like him on uh The Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> He's already Ziff. Mm -hmm. I like him some. I like some of his SNL characters. I think some of his skits work. A lot of his stuff doesn't always land for me, so I'm right. kind of hit or miss with him. Yep. One role I absolutely love him in is when he guest starred on Friends, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, he was coming to test out Monica's food. He was going to, you know, for a job that he was going to hire her. And he came to the house to do a tasting, and he got high, <laughs> and he was eating everything in sight, and it was he was out of control. Like he was just like, "Oh, let's have this. Oh, we have it, mac and cheese. We have to make this." And he's and she's like, "No," because she had made all of this elaborate food right for him. And it's just a very funny episode. It's one of my favorites, and he is incredibly funny in that. So he's when he. 
it doesn't always land for me, like I right. said, but when it does, it lands really hard. Like he's right. when he's funny, he's really funny. Yeah. And that's two people from Friends on the two parter of Kelly Does Hollywood. That's right. And it's funny, he's he doesn't have as many credits as I would have imagined. Only hundred and ten. He's known for Happiness, A League of Their Own, which I definitely remember him from, Loaded Weapon 1, and Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> Loaded Weapon. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's Jay Sherman. That's his other famous character. Denise Richards in Loaded Weapon? Or who was it? Uh, that's Hot Shots, right? No, that's Charlie oh. Sheen. You're thinking of, yeah, it's Emilio Estevez as Loaded Weapon. Well, who's the girl? Kathy Ireland, or isn't Denise Richards in one of those? And in, 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 is she in like Hot Shots or something? I think she I think. is in Hot Shots. I'm pretty okay. Sure. okay. That's where she met Charlie Sheen. No, I was kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I it might it be. Might be. Uh, yeah, it might be. I'll look it up. Uh, here, Denise Richards. I'll look right now. Uh, okay, she's not known for Hot Shots. Uh, <laughs> so that I have to scroll down now. She's known for the Toy Box, Jason Lloyd's favorite film. <laughs> she's been in Saved by the Bell. This is her only marriage with children. I'm looking for hot wild things. Is obviously Denise's Denise Richards' big role. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Good oh yes, which they're making a TV show with all those actors in it. Yeah, well, we're talking about her because later on in the episode, like a fake celebrity comes out of like a room and he's like, oh, the paparazzi, like, hey, guys, I love you all, blah, blah. And then he takes off with a hot chick and that's her. So that's why we're even talking about her. Oh, my God. It's Gig Fontaine, star of Tugboat Danger. (laughs) I love you. I love you all. But uh, I'll love you first. I can't believe this. She's Stormship Troopers, and uh, she was in 90... <laughs> what is it called? Starship Troopers. Starship That's Troopers. funny. Apparently, it's a great movie. Everybody tells me to watch it. It's really over the top. <laughs> it is what? a great movie. I love it, but... Yeah. Oh, dude, you would love it. Yeah. But she was in all these big shows, 90210, Saved by the Bell, Two and a Half Men, Married with Children... All that stuff. Always real small bit parts. Melrose Place. Weird science TV show. <laughs> so everyone knows Denise Richards. You don't really got to explain. She was married to Charlie Sheen. And then he went off the deep end and that all. But actually she divorced him before he even did that famous uh, weird tiger blood stint. <laughs> and to bring it back to uh, 90210, she starred in Wild Things with Nev Campbell who said, well, they probably cast Tori Spelling. Ha ha ha. Look at you. You're like seven degrees <laughs> of Ed O'Neill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they laugh at Bud for staying home and spending his nights studying hard to make something of himself. <laughs> because Kelly is just. And this happens frequently with Kelly. She just is hot. And just like the Weather Girl episode, you know, she's probably the same jokes were made that Bud. Bud studies and tries hard and he's nobody and then Kelly does nothing and she gets these contracts you know mm-hmm. uh, that's just how it is uh, and they even say it in this episode that in Hollywood you don't have to be talented or, or anything or have any brains and it doesn't matter because right. Kelly's hot 
it's really all that matters. Um, and it usually is a waste to do what Bud does. Like, it doesn't always pay off in life. Um, all you're really left with is a bunch of debt, college loans, stuff like that, and then you can get a job for whatever. And it hardly is, is worth it. You kind of got to, like, land jobs, just know people, things like that. <laughs> I like Bud's reaction to that joke, too. He just kind of looked like – it was like a look that he was disappointed with himself because he knew it was true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yep. Absolutely. So we go down this hallway that we were talking about with all these posters. So let's get to some of them. Art Alante, P.I. The new Alante. Oh, yeah, look at that callback. Nice. The new Alante, huh? Nice. Art Alante. <laughs> P.I. Black cop, white girl. And I like how she's down, like, <laughs> like grabbing his leg, looking up at him. <laughs> That's so extra. Brian and I have a wedding photo like that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was, but I specifically based it on the Evil Dead cover, or the Evil Dead 2 <laughs> Army of Darkness, Army of Darkness. Is oh, that's a- it. Yep, yep. <clears throat> when this show is posted, Jamie's going to post that picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. The Homeless Detective, um, Amos and Andrew, and both those have Ron Levitt. Now, the and also, uh, they're both there, uh, like we said, Michael Moy, Ron Levitt. And that whole inside joke is that the people even say, I think in the Mayor of Children documentary that you can find on YouTube, that when the two of them walked into the um, the office or whatever to, to meet the executives for Fox, they said that they thought it was two homeless guys because <laughs> th- that's what they look like. And, and think about it. Remember the episode where Kelly ran away, uh, one down, two to go, when she got her own place? Remember when Al got off the elevator and the two of them were on it? Right. They just look like two bums. That's true. And they probably didn't get dressed up to look like that. <laughs> That's just how they showed up. Yeah. And nothing ever changed either. Like, now, think about it. We're six years into this. Yep. Or five years into it. You know, because I know, like, season one and two almost came out the same year. But, like, they just never changed. That's They never got all fancy when they started making money. So, they looked like bums for the entirety of their lives. <laughs> and thank God they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we should try to. We should really try to get Michael Moy on here, man. <laughs> Be like, listen to the uh, part two of Kelly Does yeah. Hollywood, episode and then come on where we talk about how you look homeless every day. <laughs> <laughs> you bum. <laughs> oh, Daddy, did you see how all those people were surrounding him just so he'd sign his name? Do you think that'll happen to me? Well. Probably not until you learn how to spell your name. Well, I have something to say. If I become rich and famous, I'm going to share it with everyone that I love. Oh, and you guys too. And then Alan Bud just stand there like still and she goes, oh, and you guys too. <laughs> and they're excited. <laughs> like most people would be like, wait a minute, aren't we? <laughs> but they're just, they know they're not. Right, exactly. <laughs> Daddy, I'm going to get you a car with door handles and a gas cap and, and a rear view mirror, not just one of mom's old compacts glued to the window. Hey, windshield wipers? You got it, big guy. <laughs> I'm going to get mom what she's always wanted. 
Maybe that young guy down the block who paints houses. <laughs> and Bud, get me a Coke, will you? Hi, I'm Jeff Littlehead. Now, uh, which one of you is, uh, which one of you is Kelly Bundy? That would be I. Ah, welcome to NBS, where we say quality counts. We don't believe it, but we say it. You reek of avocado. Uh, be nice, bud. They eat vegetables in Hollywood. We are a stranger in his land. Now, there are no strangers here at NBS. If you uh, don't mind me kissing a little hiney for a moment. We're like a big family here. That's what we are. We're a big, happy family. Living, loving, nurturing, and supporting our talent. Here, we never forget your name. Mr. Littlehead? Yeah. Well, who are you? Rock Turboman. Oh, glad to meet you. I'll have a hamburger. No. I'm the star of your new series, Young Ben Franklin. Yes, yes, I know. Well, uh, what can I do for you? Well, I know the ratings have been low, but I'm kind of thinking of buying a new house. You think I should? We're not being canceled, are we? Oh, son, son, damn the ratings. We love the show. America loves the show. It'll be on forever. You, you buy that house. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right, all right, Ben Franklin. Electricity, bifocals, kites... He's gone. I canceled him this morning. You'll have a start slot. <laughs> yeah. I did like uh, kind of their take on on a uh, television producer. Oh, God. Th- yeah, think about it. Like, those guys are all watching this and might have been there when they were filming it or whatever. And they're pointing all this out, like, right in front of them, saying that you, this, you're all slime. <laughs> exactly, and we—that's why, like, I just love uh, John Lovitz being cast in this role. Like, he's just like the complete sleazeball. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I love when Bud says, "Dad, are you thinking what I'm thinking?" And a normal person would be like, "Yeah, this guy is shady AF, man." And like, we uh... shady what AF? <laughs> <laughs> that's the new thing. You don't know that. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm keeping up. I might be 39, but I read this stuff. I just never heard somebody actually, like, vocalize it. Yeah, I'm vocalizing. <laughs> Taking it to a whole new level on this podcasting. Listen, I'm on the cutting I edge. I say man. it. AF? Word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a new thing, man. He's gone. I canceled him this morning. You'll have his time slot. <laughs> he did. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? He can get both of his chicks. Yeah. <laughs> now, we all know Al ain't going to do nothing if he gets a chick anyway. Right. We've been down that road. Yeah. But Bud, hey, man. I love how you just sounded so disappointed. The fact that, like, Al's actually a good guy. You're like, yeah. Lame. <laughs> I know. That is a bummer. Well, are you ready to see your set? Lead on, Mr. Little Thing. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's Little Head, but, uh, yeah, you can call me anything. Just don't call me late to a Dick Chamberlain miniseries. <laughs> I love when Kelly, just like Grandmaster B, she can't get this guy's name right either, even though he's, it's not like a stage name, it's actually his name. Right. But she calls him Mr. Little Thing. <laughs> And he goes, uh, that's Little Head. (laughs) Oh, Daddy, we're gonna go look at my set. 
I really feel like a star. Pumpkin, to me, you've always been a star. Oh, please. <laughs> Just the other day, you were saying when you were a boy, you used to water things smarter than her. <laughs> God, I have to use that in my real life. Like, literally, when there's an idiot at my job or whatever, I just want to be like, I used to water things smarter than him. <laughs> I have to say this at some point. <laughs> so, the set of Kelly's show looks awesome. I mean, yeah, it's totally 90s. Right. Early 90s, obviously. It did, but it kind of threw me off because that teddy bear on the bed was creepy. <laughs> right? Like I was, I kept looking at it. I was like, "That's just the creepy looking teddy bear." <laughs> Jamie, if you started a show and they dressed your setup like this, how happy would you be? I would not be. Oh, <laughs> you thought it looked like crap? You prefer a dungeon? No, I actually, no, I actually think it looked fine. I just wouldn't. It wouldn't be the aesthetic for any show I would do. Yeah, that's true. What am I thinking? Yeah, I guess it's good for Kelly though. Yeah, no, it, it, they did a really good job. It, and, you know, I thought it was a fun set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like Wayne's World. Oh, God. I don't believe this. I mean, all this for me. The way Callie sat back in that chair when she was taking it all in, it rang so true. It's almost like I wonder. Oh, so she really sits like that when she's taking it in? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, there's some <laughs> videotapes laying around of that. <laughs> <laughs> I often wonder. No, I was kidding. Uh, today I wondered when I watched it. If they did that when they landed the Married with Children show. Like, you know, she's showing what it's like to be so wow, this is happening, and I'm, I'm finally, I have my own show. Like, I wonder what they all thought when they got this show, if they did that type of thing, you know? Like, God, I'm on Married with Children, dude. I'm Bud Bundy. I think that that moment, though, I, I like, I do it all the time. That you're on this show? Yeah, no, no, straight up, though. Like, when you have, like, um, like for instance, I just got a new computer, so when I set that up and got my microphone, like, I did a little dance. You know, just like, <laughs> like, like, come on, like, you got to give yourself that. Like, you know, you should be proud of that kind of stuff. You know, I want to see this dance. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We're in the nudie bar. Didn't you see him? <laughs> he just did it on a pole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Jerry Springer. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> I never really took in that. I'm on the married with children podcast. It doesn't ever occur to me well some of us are actually proud i know I, I know you're right i really should be like um thankful and happy and like wow this is such a great time that we always have and, and stuff like that but god maybe it's something wrong with me i never took it in that way yeah you need to inject some joy into your uh sad existence alex <laughs> yeah right what <laughs> dude why can't you just be happy for me <laughs> happy for yourself Right? No, I am going to one day and say, man, I'm so glad I was that guy. I really am. I'm going to say that. Right? I will. Because nobody else did it. I mean, hell, how how long have podcasts been around? Nobody thought of doing this? Um, that actually surprises me. I know. It really does. Because um, I was looking up uh, different podcasts for different shows, and they were like, 
six or seven Buffy of the everything. Vampire Slayers. Right, exactly, exactly. There's like 40 Simpson ones. Oh, yeah. There's, you know? Buffy the Vampire is like six or seven? Wow. Right. Uh, vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Every show is a ton. And we're the only one on Earth. But hey, listen, man, I don't mind cornering a market. But you know what's fun, though, um, is I've been watching a lot of uh, Married with Children Al insult reaction videos. <laughs> it's just great to see people, though, you know, like um, they just do like the best of jokes. You know, mm. a lot of the same videos that you see on Facebook, a lot of the times they have YouTube videos, but it's just people reacting to them. And it's great to see people really talk about the jokes and kind of, you know, like a, a short version of what we do here and, you know, uh, break down like how awesome this show really is oh it's timeless dude it really is like think of the scrutiny that we're used to putting things under right we have not been hard on this show and that speaks volumes for the show Mm -hmm. listen we can be dicks but i don't know it doesn't ever come up like it you know it did obviously with the top of the heap episode stuff like that (laughs) and it comes up in drips and drabs you know like you know i didn't like this or that whatever but um no, I gotta say, I'm not going easy on this, and I don't think any of us are. No. But it, it just holds up. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. It does, yep. Are you really the guy in Home Alone? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you two lovely young ladies would like to be in the sequel... Home Alone with Sex Toy? <laughs> Just write down your names and numbers here. <laughs> now, uh, sorry, bud. You do realize it's 1991. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's about 11 or 12, and you're like 18 <laughs> years old, dude. <laughs> right? Like, like, what do you tell? <laughs> like, what? what is he exactly saying here that, oh, Home Alone was so long ago, now I'm all grown up? Like, <laughs> part two just came out. I think he was saying he wants to go to Neverland Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that stupid face where he slaps his cheeks and stuff. Oh, my God. And then he does that when the girl writes her special talents. (laughs) What did she write, guys? Hmm. Something to truly ponder. (laughs) Think about it all day. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll throw some ideas at Mr. Littlehead. Uh, horrible ideas like Kung Shu, Shoe Trek, Breasts. Well, that was pretty good. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I like, yeah, I'd actually watch that. I don't know where it would, if it would be on NBS. Now, Jeff, now, uh, I've been thinking, uh, just in case this new fall season, you know, shall we say, blows, uh, I've been, you know, just fooling around with some ideas for new shows. Now, let's run this up the flagpole, see if it waves. Right, stay with me here. There's this mystic guy wandering across the West in search of his long-lost brother. Now, instead of guns, get this, he's fitted with an assortment of fighting footwear. It's called Kung Shu. Now, Daddy? Not quite yet, Pumpkin. I think I got him hooked. Okay, here's another idea. Let's toss this in the oven and see if it bakes. Now, there's a shoe salesman in the 23rd century 
called Shoe Track. <laughs> okay, I got another idea. Let's toss this in the bed with Madonna and see if she sleeps with it. <laughs> This has nothing to do with shoes, but it's a hot idea, and I'd like to be personally involved. It's called breasts. I just don't feel it. What a surprise, huh? What would have been funny is if he should have he should have tried to pitch a show about a guy who's a shoe salesman with a family that beats him down all the time. <laughs> right. And then the guy would have said and the and then the guy could have said something like, Oh no, that would never work. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's normally the joke. Mm-hmm. That is weird that he didn't go for that easy one. Uh, you know, actually they kinda touch on the idea that you're saying right now. They don't really do it for the same reason, not for the same punchline or anything. But there's an episode where Kelly gives, like, a TV executive an idea about her family, and they, like, do a show about the Bundys. Uh, It's really weird, too, to watch each person, like, walk past each other, like the fake Bud, the fake (laughs) Kelly and everything. It's, like, really weird. But that's for a future episode. I like how he says, let's throw this in the bed and see if Madonna sleeps with it. That was such an easy thing, though, like back in the 90s to brag on Madonna. Okay, that's just the go-to thing. Yeah, that's the point where Madonna was doing these, you know, everybody was up in arms that she was with black men in videos and they were groping her and stuff like that. And and then um, – but even later on because Dennis Rodman didn't get famous until a couple years later. She was with him and she just – I don't know. I guess even in 91, with these videos that she was making that we talked about a few episodes prior, she was just known for, like, being promiscuous. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. And nothing really changed. She never, like, shot that down or anything. I don't think she cares what people think, honestly. And she was in A League of Their Own with John Lovitz. Right. Kung Shu was obviously a spin on Kung Fu, Shoe Trek, Star Trek. Breast was just breasts. Elbows. Elbows? They should have been called elbows. <laughs> Bud would know the difference. <laughs> exactly. Daddy, I'm scared. I mean, what if I'm not any good? What if my intellectual bon mots and, and witty little intersections are only appreciated in Chicago? I mean, back there, I was a big fish in a small bottle, but now I'm in Los Angeles. The Big Apple. <laughs> what if I stink? Pumpkin. I want you to have as much confidence in yourself as I had in my own self. Of course, my present lack of faith is understandable since your average parking meter makes more a day than I do. (laughs) But don't you worry. You can be a huge success because you have what every Bundy has. Cute. We're irresistible. (laughs) So you can succeed in anything. Because I'm special, Daddy? No, because it's show business. You don't need talent or brains. Thank you, Daddy. We're ready for rehearsal, Miss Bundy. Wish me luck. Pumpkin, I wish you more than luck. I wish you satisfaction and success. Because if you are a success... I'll be so rich, I'll be able to hire somebody else to put their hands down my pants for me. Uh, so, Jamie, did you get a little glimmer of your Al Kelly moment? And then you were like, ooh. 
Uh, maybe. <laughs> I did think it was sweet. And I, you know, listen, I still think Al wishes that deep down. You know, but hey, there's nothing uh, wrong with embracing the upside to this. <laughs> so Kelly was on Channel 99 last week and NBS Today. Good luck finding that channel. exactly NBS I like how they even do that instead of like even doing a parody of Fox like F-O-K or Q or whatever like uh, yeah like fix or something you know they went with NBC obviously well and CBS it was like a mashup yeah well plus it's BS in it too so Network BS. Oh, wow. Are we missing that whole thing? Or uh, I guess Dan's not. Is that what you think it really was? You can't get something like that past me. Yeah, but no, I love this. NBS now means a whole... Right. You didn't catch that? Come on, Al. I just figured they'd change S or C for for S. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I was just caught up in it. (laughs) We're going to give you your own public access show, (laughs) Al. I don't know. 35 bucks. (laughs) Or four friends. We need more Patreon members to donate for that. Yeah, like, guys, we want to run a public access show. Come on, Patreon, let's go. It's been two years, guys. You got to want to hear those exclusive episodes. Come on, what is this? How could you wait this long? Between two ferns. Yeah, and we want to once again thank all of our patrons of the show. You guys, man, you really have been there for a long time. We appreciate it. We're here for you guys. Go Patreon! Woo! And a shout out to our newest patron, Gino Lyons. And I did want to make the announcement. Uh, He did bring up that our links weren't working for exclusive content. The entire network was messed up that week. Everything is going now, I'm pretty sure. So... Go to our Patreon and get our exclusive content. It should all be up and running at this point. If it's not, let me know, please. So, Gino, enjoy those. Welcome to Vital Social Issues in Stuff with Kelly. I'm Kelly. (laughs) Cool, we're on TV. Now, as you know, if you were watching Channel 99 in Chicago last week, our topic was men's butts. Now, we all felt that we didn't explore men's butts sufficiently. In fact, one butt was left totally uncovered. So to make it up to him, the vital social issues and stuff with Kelly, butt of the year is... Jason Priestley. Beverly Hills, I know two Two palms up. Jason Priestley, aka Brandon Walsh from 90210. Cool thing, I just met Jason Priestley on April 26th, a couple weeks ago, and man, he is such a great guy. He really took in what I said. I talked to him for a couple minutes. Just the interaction was such a positive thing. He kept like shaking my hand during it. He was like, oh, wow, thanks, man. You know, stuff like that. Really great guy. And it was awesome to meet him. And I interviewed him uh, in 2015 for a other like sideshow I used to do for podcasting. But um, Jamie, could you recognize if that was really his butt in those jeans when that uh, picture well, came down. Well, I was, I, I was looking. I was trying to see. And I actually think 
it either is cropped from a poster that I've seen of him. Right. Or they just got someone to actually recreate it because I've seen him stand like that before. Now, a little inside information. Uh, if you actually want to see his butt for real, naked, you have to watch the movie Calendar Girl. Uh, that's a movie about Jason Priestley and his two friends. It's back in the 50s and they want to meet Marilyn Monroe. So Marilyn Monroe goes on to a nude beach and they pull up. They're like, oh, my God, it's really her. And she takes all her clothes off and stuff and goes to run in the water. So they're just staring at her while they're removing their clothes. It's like a funny scene because their eyes aren't leaving her, but they're taking their clothes off. Yeah. And then they they uh, they start walking and Jason Priestley is absolutely bare butt naked. And you could see everything if any girls listening to this really want to see it. Who won the butt of the year? <laughs> you can do a double feature of Calendar Girl and Wild Things. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now on to an issue and stuff that really sticks in my drawer. Bad dates. Roberta, why don't you tell us and the entire nation the story that you told us last night after we all swore that we would never tell anyone? Sure. Johnny DiPetetto. He takes me to a movie, and you know how he likes to put his tongue in your ear? Yeah. Well, he goes at it, and the next thing I know, he sucked my earring down his throat. Not the blue ones with the chains that hang. Oh, he can't do anything right. He once stuck his tongue in my eye. Me too. He swallowed my contacts. He missed my entire head and got my dog, Wilbur. Well, girls, what we've learned here is that if you ever go out with Johnny, don't wear anything that'll fit down his throat. You stink, Johnny. He is kind of cute, though, isn't he? Yeah. All that tells you is that this dude hooked up with all four of All of them. <laughs> so is he really the loser here? Right. Jeannie is back, and her eyes are blacked out again for some reason. <laughs> Even though they exp- – I like when they were blacked out in the last episode, and then they, then they she just pulled her to the side to show her. <laughs> Even though all you have to look at is her hair. Now I would like to introduce our band. Joni and the Slashettes. Girls, two, three, four. Sex. Well, I'm Jelly. We'll be right back with our resident bad perm victim, Jeannie. This week, Jeannie has agreed to let us shave her head. Might as well, it's ruined. Cut! Oh! Great! God, it was was fabulous. It it was now, brown cow. Thank you, Mr. Little Pants. And thank you for letting me do my own vision, my own creation. The fruit of my own loins. You really liked it? Oh, it was great. It was great. I mean, you you stepped up to the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded, trailing 4-1 in St. Louis on a hot afternoon, 100 degrees, 120 on the natural turf, and the wide up, and there's a pitch. It's a hit! 
Where's your pen? <laughs> Daddy, what the hell is he talking about? Just smile at the suit, pumpkin. <laughs> what I'm saying is, we love what you're doing. Don't change a thing. But before you go on, we just have a few tiny little suggestions. <laughs> he hands her a stack of papers. Basically, all these suggestions are terrible. I can't believe they ruined, then canceled my show. Now, Pumpkin, they just used research and testing to mold the show into something they felt really related to the teens. And as we shall see, research is never wrong. And now, here's Kelly Bundy. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to my show. I'm Kelly. Today we're going to talk about making our parents' lives easier. Neat. <laughs> Dynamite. Because, you know, a lot of teenagers think that's cool. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're, they are all wearing sweaters. Their hair is up. they got these long skirts like teachers in third grade. The band is playing those accordion pianos things. <laughs> Whatever that is. The music is just, ugh. And they say things like, books. They should have had Bud as a guest, since he's such a dork and he stays in. <laughs> Does his homework. He'd actually fit in now. Right? That would have been a nice little callback joke. He could have been on the library books, the perfect Friday night date segment. <laughs> now, let's talk seriously for a moment. We all want to make our parents happy because they gave us this precious gift of life. Isn't that right, fellow virgin teens just waiting for the right man to come along? <laughs> Neato. Right. We'll be right back with library books, the perfect Friday night date. Band? <laughs> like my hair please you know something there is a bright side to all of this what's that daddy it's that nothing bad happened to me <laughs> i mean it's possible that the bundy cloud of failure passed through me onto my children as i only dared to dream <laughs> i mean imagine nothing bad happened to me well he didn't get rich like he thought he would so he's got to put his hand down his own pants now Right? No. Which is not that bad. No. You know? Well, he's got that remote now, so... Still has the remote. Both are occupied, you know? Mm-hmm. Still has cable. Right? <laughs> you think he gets Channel 99? I mean, imagine nothing bad happened to me! <laughs> Next week, NBS presents a new exciting miniseries, Joe Piscopo in Shoe Trek. <laughs> The shoe sizes are down, Captain. <laughs> Mr. Sock, heels on, stun. Now, Joe Piscopo, we've mentioned him plenty of times, so that's why the last time I didn't go into him again because we already, we even played his song that he wrote for that chick, whatever it was called, Kimberly. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> look that up, Joe Piscopo, Kimberly song. It's the cheesiest moment on television, I think. He wrote a song for a girl and it was like, oh my God. <laughs> he performed it on some guy's show, and it was so awkward. Joe Piscopo was hired 
To be in Al's pitched idea shoe trek, God only knows what takes place on this show. Uh, the delivery on the TV I was listening to is obviously a jab at William Shatner's delivery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. From now on, nothing but cable for me. Send money for the children. <laughs> and then you hear, send money for the children, which is another uh, Sally Struthers goof. People definitely wouldn't know this if they went, didn't grow up when we did. Sally Struthers used to be on TV and her whole thing was like going to Africa or Somalia or whatever and like showing videos of these starving kids with these like bloated stomachs. They did a whole uh, South Park episode on this where they yeah, found out she was cheesy the- poofs. <laughs> I love cheesy poofs. <laughs> yeah so the kids always had like flies like crawling on their faces during the video (laughs) and you remember the great sam kennison bit where he's like hey get back in the mud hole we didn't we didn't get a good shot let's do this again lufa the wrinkles away the Ernest borgnine way (laughs) hey senior citizens are you losing your hearing are you man enough for a penile implant (laughs) i would never get anything like that like i i don't have any problems down there or anything like size wise but at the same time i wouldn't do anything to this thing because who needs something to go wrong man Right? Yeah, I would. I would never do that because that's one of those things where you do it, and yeah, it's, let's just say it works, right? But then, like five years down the road, you hear that like now you have penile cancer, right? Like even if I was four inches, I I don't know. I would just like date a really shallow girl. <laughs> you can't mess around with stuff like that because that's the that's a, like a main source of my happiness. <laughs> it's the only source of your happiness. <laughs> I know. I really nothing else. Uh, so Al's watching the facts of life again, and finally shoots himself in the head with this uh, state-of-the-art, brand new remote control he has. <laughs> yep. Uh, that proves that Al really does not like that theme song or show. So yeah, take that glasses episode take that mbs (laughs) we'll be right back it's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room i'm the dj and i'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of marry with children girls two three four sex (laughs) all right how many Palms up are we giving this episode out of five for Kelly. Now we're doing Kelly Does Hollywood Part 1 and 2. We're treating it as one big episode. Yep. So how many palms up are you giving this episode out of five, Jamie? I'm going to give the both of these episodes a f- a five palms up. Nice. I, I love it for multiple reasons. Uh, one, it's Kelly heavy. And, you know, I love my Kelly shows. I think that it's just they're both just very funny i love the inside stuff that they put in from the show the creators etc right Right. uh i loved the guest stars it was just 
chock full of people who, even if they didn't have careers now, they would later. And, and that's always fun. I had a blast with this one and or with both of these. And I just, yeah, good stuff. Nice. Five out of five. Palms up. Nice. Dan, how many palms up are you giving this out of five? I think it's awesome, too, that we're rating uh, the critic. <laughs> I just think that this world is awesome and we get to rate the critic. No, I um, I would definitely give it five palms up as well. I, I love these episodes. Um, Yay. Yeah. No, it was great. Um, you know, from from the beginning of the first episode there to the very end, all the jokes were fantastic. Um, it was definitely Kelly-centric, but just by the nature of that, there's a lot of jokes, you know, made towards Bud that really landed for me uh, that I loved. They even included um, Marcy and Jefferson, which was nice. Um, I don't know. It just felt like overall they just they just hit every note that they needed to throughout this, this two-parter. And it just flowed really nice. I loved the band. I loved the whole John Lovitz thing, obviously. I loved um, just everything. Everything with Al, too. I just thought that this episode was just so, so much fun. And it really did encompass uh, Married with Children overall. Wow. Nice. Yep. Uh, it's funny. I watched this a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to watch things a little ahead of time. That way I get to take it in as just a show and not have to do the notes thing and the analytical thing and then see how I feel then. And then, you know, three weeks later, I'll watch it again for the show. So I did it with this. And I got to say that in my lifetime, I really don't throw this episode on a lot. Mm. Uh, it, It doesn't really occur to me in any major way. So I watched it those weeks ago and I gotta say it was really weird I was almost like wow it wasn't as strong as I thought it would be Hmm. I thought that was strange I couldn't imagine that that happened and then I watched it again right before we did this and believe it or not I liked it way more Hmm. I thought it was totally strong and it was a great time to have there's this weird episode where you know we're we're doing something without Peg, we're going to Hollywood. Kelly, you gotta love Kelly. All the stuff she does, you know, jokes were really strong throughout. Um, most of the stuff on her show is was really pretty good. It was exactly what you expect, and they put a lot of effort into this show, like the set and all those posters they had to make mm-hmm. and things like that. So they they definitely gave it a good. A good effort. Yep. Um, I would give this a strong four out of five. Nice. Only because, you know, I don't, like, love. It's not something I would definitely, it's not like a go-to, I love type thing, even in the top, like, 30. I get it, yeah. It wouldn't make, it doesn't make your regular rotation. Yeah, but I really like I, it. I think this is the first episode that I've rated an episode higher than you, especially in the four or five range. But four is great. It's a great rating. But, but seriously, Alex, why do you hate this episode? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It was a great time. Great two-parter. Yep. Gotta love the two-parters. That just means they had too much 
uh, to just put into one, and yep. they had to spread it out. So, just like Madonna, <laughs> she definitely <laughs> spread it. So, the next one we're going to go to is a very important episode in terms of Peg Bundy, in terms of Katie Segal, and all that. And we'll get into that. This is Al Bundy Shoe Dick. <laughs> Next week, we review that. Al dreams he's a private eye watching out for a beautiful heiress. Slut! <laughs> <laughs>